The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. And now Springer steps in. He's the tying run. Ninth inning, two outs. The stretch from Duran. And the pitch. Ground ball right side. Diving stop Solano. To his feet. Feeds Duran. Steps on the banner. And the Twins win the game. The Minnesota Twins beat the Blue Jays 3-1. Twins win. Twins win. The Minnesota Twins win a playoff game. 3-1 the final. And the longest consecutive postseason losing streak in North American sports history is finally over. Call of the day, Corey Provis. With the call of the day, the Twins. 
They win a postseason game for the first time in 19 years. Yep. They beat the Toronto Blue Jays 3-1. One of four games that happened to kick things off in the postseason. You have the Rangers winning over the Rays, thanks to Jordan Montgomery, just dominating. You have the Diamondbacks using seven pitchers to beat the Brewers. How about that? And then, of course, you have the Phillies getting the better of the Marlins, thanks to Zach Wheeler. So two horses, Jordan Montgomery, Zach Wheeler. Pablo Lopez, not bad for the Twins either. But speaking of the Twins, see, felt feels like a great time to have, to introduce, reintroduce the guy who is our postseason correspondent. You know him as the Shredder. You know him as the 2002 Baseballs and Boarding World Series expert, Nick Punto. Nick Punto's back, everybody, and there couldn't be a better time because, like I said, he not only has postseason experience, he not only has major league experience, he not only has uh, a lot of experience with a lot of the teams that are currently in the postseason, including the Phillies, which he played with, and he's best friends with the manager of the team the Phillies are playing, Skip Schumacher, but he played with the Twins, and he was part of that losing streak. He was part of that skid. 2006 was his first playoff game. They didn't start the losing streak until 2014. I'm sorry, 2004. But Nick Punto knows what it's like to go through that gauntlet, that downturn, that abyss that was the Twins in the postseason because he was part of some of those teams. And he also knows what it's like to turn it around. He also knows what it's like to be on the other end to actually win as he did with the St. Louis Cardinals. Great perspective. That's why he's here. Great guy. Great personality. All the above. Here you go. He's back. And by the way, FanDuel, fanduel fanduel.com slash boring. This is your time to jump in. Free money and then make even more free money. Pap, our guy Papelbon, he's got 10 grand on the Phillies. He said it. It's out there for everyone to hear. He's feeling pretty good about that at plus 1,500. You can be like Pap as well. FanDuel.com slash boring at BB isn't boring. Twitter account, Instagram producer, I've been doing a good job. But coming back to my original thought, the original thought was, boy, we're lucky to have Nick Punto on the podcast today. Here you go. He's back. He's back. Our postseason correspondent, Nick Punto. What's going on? What's up, Brad Poe? A, a lot a lot has happened since uh, you you were at the birth of Baseballs and Boring podcasts. You were you were you were the foundation that we laid. You were the World Series correspondent last year. Jumping on with Josh Beckett, jumping on yeah, with Courtney. Sure. Yeah, it was great. Good times. And congratulations. You passed Thanks, the test. Thanks, buddy. It's yeah. good to be back. Yeah, congratulations. You it's passed the test. Back. You're back. You're back. And you're back as a high school coach. Yes, sir. Yeah, things are good, man. Enjoying it. It's good to be back in uniform, back on the field. And, uh, yeah, everything's good. Did you put on your resume, did you have to interview for the job, first of all? Uh, it's, you know, what's funny is it's me and Skip Schumacher's really good friend. That's been basically like asking me for the last eight years, like, Hey, come on, come on. You, you gotta be bored. You can't play golf three days a week, four days a week. Like come out here and help me out. So I finally was like, all right. And he's just 
you know, salt of the earth guy, does a great job, runs a great program. And uh, like I said, it's me and Schumacher's really good buddy. Did you put uh, that you were appeared on baseball isn't boring on your resume? It is. Yeah, it was front and center. It was actually the first thing I did. Oh, all right. Well, you know what that's called, by the way, when all you do is golf and and dabble in coaching? It's called a what pedro. It? It's called a pedroia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is pd doing what is pd doing I just, I just told you what he's doing that's it he's yeah he's 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 dominating the golf courses in arizona and uh and dabbling in youth baseball so there you go i mean he's yeah. not at your level yeah i mean you're when you're wearing put it this way he's not wearing a uniform he's not wearing no, a uni yet. no uni yet he's gonna be he'll be there soon though do you have to do you have to it's now you I'm baffled by this. Do you have to like order a special manager's uniform? You know, I mean, we haven't even really got there because we're right now is it's it's fall ball. So uh, we're just, you know, basically I got, I got a hat and I got a uh, you know, a little pullover. But yeah, there's no I don't even know. Do we wear do high school baseball coaches wear full uh, uni? That's I a think, great question. I, th- I think some do. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. Anyway, yeah. I know some managers who wear uniforms. They're major league managers, uh, including your good friend, Skip Schumacher. Um, so I want to do this first. I'm going to list the games today, or as we tape this, uh, the games that were played the first day of the postseason. And you tell me when the one that you're the most surprised about. You ready? Yep. Okay. Don't just let me get through them. Texas, yes. four, four nothing over Tampa. Minnesota 3-1 over Toronto, Arizona 6-3 over Milwaukee, and Philadelphia 4-1 over Miami. Which one is the, are you most surprised about? Um the 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 biggest surprise is like the monkey off our back in Minnesota. You know, I I played in the playoffs postseason games there. I don't I don't know how many games I lost, but I lost at least nine or ten straight playoff games in Minnesota. So for the to, for to see them win that game today, I thought they had the edge over Toronto today. But I was also just like just like every other Minnesota Twins fan, just like oh my gosh, can we do it? Can we win a game? And uh, we sure did. You, I'm not going to say you started the losing streak because you didn't. I looked this up. But you weren't far off from starting the losing streak. You were no. so your first game was 2006, correct for the first postseason game of Twins. Um, can you name the pitcher that you faced? Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, we we faced the A's. It was brutal. We were definitely the heavyweight. <laughs> we were the heavyweight in that in that battle. We should have. Uh, you know, on paper, we're supposed to win that series, and they swept us. Um, I know we faced Zito. Yeah, Zito. Faced- you faced Zito. That was your first Zito. at bat. Okay. You were hitting second. You were facing Zito. Do you remember what you did? He – I bet you he got me to ground out to third base on a curveball. <laughs> I think he flew out. But uh, whoever was hitting in front of you got thrown out stealing right before, so – um, okay. Yeah. So, but the reason I bring that up is because one of the things I want to, not because I want to say that you, I, I don't think you're the cause for the losing streak, Nick. Like, I don't, I'm not going to put that on you. Thanks. But uh, you're welcome. Uh, but I do want to, like, so I was, I was at the Phillies game and we'll get to that. 
But the the whole dynamic of when you get to the postseason for the first time of 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 just feeling like I, I mean, I don't know what it feels like, but I was talking to Schwarber today. He said like the night before when he was with the Cubs, you know, he was, I think they were playing the Pirates or something, and he couldn't sleep. And he gets up to that first at bat, and he's like squeezing the bat like you know, way too tight. Like all of it. it's Everything's different in the postseason. Like, it is. Is it, is it? I mean, is it that? It's it's in in so many good ways, too, it's different, meaning – I had seasons where I was an awful baseball player and then the postseason comes and it's like, everything's done. Now it's a new season. And then like, I had some good post seasons where it's like the season ends and, and granted, if you don't win the world series, it doesn't feel right. But I remember going home a couple of those times where like, I felt good about myself because it's how you finish. Right. And yeah. I think that's, I think that's pretty cool about the postseason. So when you get there, it's, I don't think people understand. I, I was at the workout yesterday or the before game one, and you could see a lot of these Marlins players. And you're, you know, I'm sure that like your buddy Skip is trying to, to pull all the right strings, but you could see a lot of these Marlins players. They're just every, you can tell, you can see it in their eyes. Like everything is new. Everything is new. And there's not even anybody in the stands yet. Yep. Yeah. So. No, there's it. it it's tricky when you are that young team that's, you know, it, it's hard. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So my Minnesota Twins teams, like you referenced, 2006 was my first time there. Then in 2007, we were awful. 2008, we lose game 163 to the Chicago White Sox in Chicago. one nothing game. Jim Tomey's home run sends us home. Game 163, brutal. It feels like a playoff game but you're still going home with the the guys that only won 70 games. So that, that was brutal back in the day when, you know, you, you felt like it, you should be in the playoffs, but like I said, you're still going home with, you know, the, the, the awful teams. Um, 2008 or that's 2008, 2009, we go and, and get swept by the Yankees. We're the Minnesota twins. We're playing the big, bad evil empire. And it's all the boys. It's all the boys. We know, you know, Jorge Posada and, Jeter, I think A-Rod is first year there. That's when they won the World Series in 09. Yeah. Uh, Cano and Teixeira, it's like they they were just that much bigger, stronger, faster, if you will. <laughs> and it just, the season just ends like so abruptly. But being that smaller market, you do kind of feel like a little bit just happy to be here. Do you? And no, I mean, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. And the first time I realized that was in 2011 when Albert Pujols calls a, calls a player-only meeting. And this is like my third postseason. And it was so cool to hear him say to us, hey, I know we weren't really supposed to get here, but we're here now. And you better go to bed at night knowing you're about to be World Series champs. Yeah. Right? And just that mindset was just – it was a little bit eye-opening. Instead of being the Minnesota Twins, we were like, "Oh, we're we're in the playoffs. Oh, we're playing the Yankees." You know, like <laughs> it was like, "Dream bigger, dream bigger." That's hard. Of. That that's great perspective, man. Like, because I I could see that, and I'm not saying that. Listen, I mean, the Marlins didn't lose by much today in their first game and they held their own and they faced a really good pitcher in Wheeler. And that's, I'm not going to say like, Oh, well they were starstruck, 
But I would imagine that there are teams like that or players like that. You know, like players who are like, am I, do I belong here? What's going on? What's happening? I mean, there's, a, there's, there's guys who are made for it and guys who maybe have to be made for it over time. Does that make sense? Yes, maybe, exactly. There, there can be a learning curve. And, and also, like, the, the Philadelphia Phillies, that atmosphere, there's, no, there's nothing like oh. it. You can compare that to Boston, New York, Philly. I think those are the big three as far as just unbelievable atmospheres and a fan base that is just relentless. And that is intimidating for a little – Miami Marlins team that, you know, they don't, they didn't get fans all year until they did. Right. Yeah. So it's a big, it's a big difference. There is a big difference. It, and it was, you know, it was like the spinal tap turning it up to 11 tonight too. It was, this was not, this was not just a normal playoff crowd. And then, right. I mean, you've been, to, I mean, you know what Philly's like, right. Yep. And yep. I think, but I do think this being down in the clubhouse, talking to them, it, I think it did carry over. It w- didn't seem like that long ago where they were in the World Series and we were doing these podcasts and it carried over. It was just, they hit the ground. The crowd hit the ground running. The players hit the ground running. And the Marlins are sitting there. What, 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 what's, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And, and baseball, you know, Wheeler, if he was pitching for the Marlins tonight, he probably wins the game, right? Yeah, that's the crazy part about baseball is a dominant pitcher, no matter which team's better or worse, a dominant pitcher can literally win a baseball game. And I think Wheeler wins that baseball game if he's pitching for any team. Right. I mean, it's the same thing with Jordan Montgomery with Texas. I mean, he he carried them, you know, Pablo Lopez pitched well. I mean, the Diamondbacks were the team. I thought that's what it's going to be your answer. They threw like 10 relievers. Like or you know they had to they had to start fought and then they start if they I go Corbin Burns they just yeah. throw out ten relievers but you know yeah they, that, that was the one game I didn't totally pay attention to tonight but I'm looking right. forward to it tomorrow yeah it's it's it was just uh, uh, that was in, in synopsis Corbin Carroll hit hit a big home run Evan Longoria played out big of his play. mind big play look at you smiling someone you played against. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big play, man, and he's been playing forever. Good yeah. for him. Can I can I ask you that? I asked about um, I asked Hazen about this and Tori about this when they got Longoria, and I think it was Hazen who said this. He said that there are some things, some messages that can't be delivered by a manager or a coaching staff. That's why it's important. It's important to have a guy like like Longoria. And I don't know if you felt that when you were younger, if you felt like that you were that guy when you're older. Um, is like how true is that? It's so true. It is. It couldn't be more true. And, and I've had amazing leaders. You know, I've I had Ron Gardenhire and Tony Larusa. But when a guy like Albert Pujols calls a players only meeting, and he's not the most vocal leader as it is, when he speaks it hits a little bit different. And I think that's basically what Hazen's saying. You know, when, when Evan Longoria commands the room, it, it, it's commanding. It's extremely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think and, and it's important to have those guys. And that's another thing. I think see these clubhouses. We probably talked about this before, but the clubhouse thing is so important. The dynamic of it is so important to hold guys accountable. Like, you know, I follow in the Red Sox, Justin Turner was that guy, but I mean, 
you know, when when you were, even when you were there, there was all corners of the clubhouse being taken care of. It can't just be like usually. I know that Pujols' voice carried that one moment, but there's there's the pitcher, there's this guy, there's that guy. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know. I'm trying to figure. No, it out. you're right. I mean, a, a a clubhouse that is united is united by all four quadrants, if you will. Like it's like. The pitchers are united. Like, I think I go back all the time and, and talk about my St. Louis Cardinals pitching staff. They were so unique in the fact that, like, Chris Carpenter went down to watch Adam Wainwright's bullpen, and Jake Westbrook went down to watch Kyle Loesch's, and Jaime Garcia watched. Like, they literally watched each other's bullpens, and it was just a thing. I don't know who started that, if it was a LaRusa thing or if it was uh, – I, I don't know where it came from, but it, oh my gosh, like that was so powerful for us to see as, as, as position players, hitters, while we're taking BP, all five starters or all four starters are watching the one starter throw a bullpen. Yeah. Like just that, just setting the tone with that kind of set the tone for the entire locker room. Yeah. It's, it's so key. So let's go back to the game, the, the Marlins um, Phillies game. You're watching it. And, and in case people don't know, like I'm going to tell them what's what when it comes to your 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 viewership of this game. You you have a Phillies jersey. I was just pulling up old photos from last World Series. You're wearing your Phillies jersey on the podcast, right? Yeah. But you also have Skip Schumacher as the manager, one of your best friends, correct? That's right. So t- take me through watching that. There is no other perspective that anyone can have that's more unique than you watching this game today yeah i mean believe me it's when i say skip schumacher's a really good friend he's kind of like a brother so definitely and i hate to say it is now the philly fans are going to absolutely crush me but when your brother's out there and i couldn't be more proud of what he's done in this in his inaugural season and for me he's hands down the manager of the year um what he's done with that team and the way he's commanded the room and just watching his interviews. I don't miss any of his post-game interviews. Like I am literally like his brother out here on the West coast watching, staying up and watching all his stuff. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, I was, I'm rooting for skip. I'm rooting for skip Schumacher and, and his players, but definitely rooting for skip. Um, but my roots are for sure Philadelphia. That's where it started. That's who gave me. That's who gave me a shot. That's who trusted in me. That's who believed in me. So yeah. But that being said, none of the players. I don't know any of the players. I mean, I know the players that I love. I love the players. I love. I love watching Rialto and Schwarber and Turner and and Boom. I mean, I love the team. But that being said, yeah, my, my ties are with Schumacher. Right. And, so and so the, so the game ends. And you just, I mean, you can be honest. It's okay because, you know, if the Phillies win, they're going to go on. You'll root for them. You will your shirt and it's all good. But, and when the game ends tonight, you're, you're like, oh man, because you feel like you talk about your brother. Like, you know that he's feeling it. And you also know, like, he's been in the playoffs before, but never as a manager. Right. Right. And, yeah. And I do the whole – I've used this analogy a bunch of times, and nobody seems to like it, but I don't care. Um, me, I coach high school basketball, and when I first started coaching, I would freak out. I'm like, why am I freaking out? Because I have to control five guys instead of just myself, right? 
Yeah. That's what you're going to, by the way, that's, that went for free. <laughs> that one's for free. Yeah. No, I mean, I, for sure, I can't wait to sit down with him and ask him all the things. Cause I, I I've pretty much left him alone. We text each other a lot. We've had brief conversations for a few minutes. He is so busy and, He's relentless in his work. I mean, there's no manager that's working harder than this guy the entire season. But I can't wait for him to take a deep breath when this thing's all over and go go to Starbucks and just really pick his brain on all of it. Like, I have so many questions, so many questions. But, uh, yeah, it has to be a little more intense to be the leader of all 25 men and not uh, and, just and, and, In the postseason. Like in the postseason, so I'm watching them to go through the the whatever the introductions, and I could I could sense like because the crowd is chanting, the crowd is like getting on them already, and I could see like Jazz Chisholm's, you know, he's doing the come on, bring it on, and you could see like the skip coming through the line, probably giving high fives, like like he's bench pressing, you know, it's like like it was us against the world. And then, but then, boom! Like the crowd happens, a couple hits happen. Then you know it's it's just different, man. Like this is why, like I'm talking about, like that first game for you. I think was that is that a home? That's a home game, right? Yeah, 2006. It but, was, but still, it's it's just everything about the postseason is different. That's what I'm saying. It really is. It really is. And you know what? I think, I think. That place is one of the tougher places to play too. be on the road um, and just dealing with that crowd and that intensity. And like I said, Zach Wheeler was just lights out today. Like nobody was beating him. There wasn't a playoff team. There wasn't a playoff team in this thing that could have beat him tonight. Okay. So that's another, I love this conversation about, I I was talking to Kyle Snides. I was talking to Kyle Snyder about this, about finding the guy You've, you you had him in your career, like maybe Chris Carpenter or someone. But there's always like a good playoff run is always get on my back, boys, type of guy, right? Oh, Wheeler yeah. Wheeler was that guy. Jordan Montgomery was that guy. But as a player on a team, and who knows? Like, who knows? Maybe the Marlins win and Lazardo becomes the guy. I don't know. But as a player, that must be like, yeah, like – we know we're going to win if this guy steps on the mound. I mean, that's, that's why I got a World Series ring. You you named him. It was Chris Carpenter, and that's how we felt. Like, he literally took the ball. Um, you know, one of the greatest playoff games that I've ever played in lived up to the hype. It was it was uh, Chris, Carpenter versus Roy, Chris Carpenter yeah. versus Roy Holiday. That, yeah. that, that lived up to the hype. It was insane. Insane one to nothing ball game, and and my little buddy Skip Schumacher got the only RBI. Right? He did. He have like a ten pitch at bat or something like this. It was so good. Yeah, <laughs> it was early. It was early in the game. I mean, it was. I I don't know when, but second or third inning. It could, it, if it was the first, I wouldn't be surprised because I I think he drove in for a call. So it's either the first inning or probably the third inning, and that was the only run scored in the game. That game Man. was incredible. And you know he, who replaced him in center field? John Jay. There you go. On his coaching staff. John See, Jay. I do. I do my research. How come right. you aren't on his coaching staff? What's happening? Uh, you know what? Uh, you know we've talked about this. I, you know it's 
I'm getting close, Brad. I'm getting close. I know. I know you are. This is a start. You know, I'm back in uniform. Like coaching (laughs) your kids is a lot different than like actually sacrificing your time to go coach other people's kids. And then once you start that, then it kind of snowballs and it's happening. But yeah, how about about the parents? Yeah, the parents. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know. (laughs) You coach oh, I, ice, yeah, yeah. It's, you know. it's it's not even close. It's not even close. It's the worst part of the job. It's the worst, and it, it, it's, and it's only it's only getting worse because because AU because the parents are investing their time and money into AU or whatever you want to call it, yep. and they're like, hey, if if I invest my time and money, my kid should be playing. My kid should be a star. So I don't need to tell you. I mean, you've seen that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've all, we, you, yeah. You could ask any ex player that coaches his little league teams and they'll tell you the same thing. It, it, they get in the way. At the end of the day, I love that my, my 10, 10 year old kids that are in my lineup. And, and the worst part is, you know, dealing with the, with the, with the parents. Well, I don't think that, that, that was a worry when, you know, when tonight, I mean, this is, it's tonight was all about, just, I mean, just awesome playoff baseball. I just loved watching this game. Uh, well, Tampa sucked. I mean, the crowd. You see that nineteen thousand. So embarrassing! It's so, so embarrassing. embarrassing. So, such a, but, such a good team. Oh, I, I would not. I would. That's the team that I would not be surprised if they came back. I would yeah. not be surprised if they came back and beat the Rangers. But but you know, again, with with when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to right now, you look at all the teams. This is your chance to do this as playoff correspondent. We're we're one game down, one day down. Like you said, everybody's got the jitters out, and maybe you can give perspective of once you get that one out of the way, it's it's a different ball game. Once maybe maybe some of these teams are feeling like, hey, um, we've gone through this for a couple of years, like the Twins, right? The Twins. Maybe this is your twin, right? Hopefully, hopefully the floodgates are open. This is it. This is it. I mean, and and by the way, like it doesn't hurt the twins that they have awesome pitching. So you can say you're a small market, whatever, or in the central, you have awesome pitching. But who do you like? So right now, because I haven't asked you this, and I so I need your answer. Who do you like in the World Series right now? Um, National League is tricky. The American League, the American League, I'm going to have to. T- I, I honestly think it's going to be the Rangers. You do? I do. That shocked me. I do. I think it's going to be the Rangers. I just. I think I think it's going to be one of those World Series where you're going to see a little more offense than than expected, right? Usually, you know, you, you can go back through the World Series and usually pitching and defense wins World Series. Um, the one team that kind of I remember is like 0-2 Angels. They won it with offense. I'm thinking the Texas Rangers are going to win this year with offense, and then obviously Jordan Montgomery will will be the horse and the ace that 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 takes them all the way there. All right. All right. That's I'm going Bruce Bochy and uh, Corey Seager, MVP, maybe Jordan Montgomery. Okay. So to win it all. Win it all. All right. Who are they going against? My Twinkies. 
The Twins are going to no, no, the, no. The World Series. The World Series. We're going to go. Um, let's go. You know what? I think the Phillies are just going to feel they're going to they're going to find a way to beat the Braves, and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be that that series is going to be incredible. But I think the Phillies are going to get back there. I being in that clubhouse, like that's a that's a for me that's a good clubhouse. You yeah. have vet, you have veteran guys. You have personalities. You have them feeling like that. You know they they can conquer the world. They're not going to be afraid of anybody. And again, like personalities and veteran guys, like that's it's such a huge thing. Give me the thirty somethings every time. Yes, that's so cool. I never even really thought about that. But you, a guy like you, that's been around for as long as you have, you've been in all the clubhouses. You can almost relay that to a GM and be like, Hey, this clubhouse is um, what it should be. This is kind of the answer. And, I, say, I, don't I, that, I don't even know if that goes on deaf ears or not, but. Well, I can give you a, not to like rail on the team that I'm around a lot, but to rail on the team that I'm around a lot. I walked out of that Phillies clubhouse and I thought about like the red size clubhouse, which I had seen for the better part of the year. And I'm like, this is totally different. And I know they just won a playoff game, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's it's just totally different. And and it, I just I I give again give me the thirty somethings. Like we've talked a lot about the 2013 Red Sox and 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 you know and I think that you know the wheels came off the wagon in 2012 with you guys, but you still had the, the right sort of guys there. You know I think for the most part. So I, I just and, and with that St. Louis team, probably looking back at it, you had the right guys. You had a great mixture of guys. Um, so I, just give me, give me like, uh, you know, give me the star twenties, twenty year olds, whatever. But you gotta have, you gotta have the the guys who are secure in their own skin. Yeah, thirty somethings. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I know exactly what you're talking about. You step, you definitely need your superstars. I mean, you you need your young superstars that just have so much swag and no fear. And like, I love that. And then the thirty somethings free them up just to even be even more Superman. Just right. really free them up. Give them even more confident. Yeah, get them as confident as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that that's like when you talk about Longoria for Arizona. You know, yeah, they're, they're, oh, I can't. Right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we solved a lot of problems. <laughs> I know. It's, and so I, I, I can tell you're worn out from coaching. You all right? You feel good? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see your face. We'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're our playoff correspondent. So, a lot of pressure. Sweet. A lot of, I, I, pre, I appreciate your expertise and insight. You got a lot of news last year. What was the thing? Oh, you said they were tipping the pitches. Got a lot of play. Remember that? I Lance do, McCull yeah. Lance McCullers was tipping his pitches. And you said, and this is the type of insight that only like you, someone from your perspective, could give, is, is you said when you saw the hitters, what was it the hitters going over to the other hitters, the righties and the lefties? Yes. Right? That's yep. when you know, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a righty's going to talk to a righty and a lefty's going to talk to a lefty for sure. Yeah. So yeah. that was smart. All right. Good well, stuff. well, okay. With and my World Series prediction, 
Yeah, let me hear it. Is um, I'll go with the Twins. Actually, I kind of want to pick the Orioles. I just, but I'm gonna go with the Twins. Okay. And the Dodgers. You know why? Because I need to sell books in Los Angeles, and there's only one person who's going to do that, and that's world champion Joe Kelly. I love it. I love it. When are we going to write a book? Whenever you want. I'm I'm ready to go. All right. We're going to write a book. All right. Let it be said. Let let it be done. All right. All right. Hold on. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.